Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best lives every day. everybody welcome to the brunch and slay podcast where we shine a light on innovators brands and culture all in the name of global elevation yeah that's right i'm that zen kind of girl so be inspired on today's show and all of our shows i hope and just always remember that if she can i can we all can so one of the things that I do every week, if you're listening every week, then you know that I always ask that you share the show with your friends or with your tribe on whatever social media platform that you love, right? Or at least subscribe to the show. And if you have that moment, which I know we all got two seconds sometime in our day where we can write a quick review about the show, that's how we grow. If you like what you hear enough to listen every week, I just want to hope that maybe someone else out there likes what they hear every day uh, and they would share. So I thought you guys might get a kick out of hearing some of the reviews that we've been getting in since I've really been uh, being that lady to push y'all to the wire. So this one is from Ash Renee S. I have so enjoyed listening to these interviews with empowering women. Thank you for creating a space like this. Thank you, Ashley. Uh, I really appreciate your, uh, I can't speak today. (laughs) I really appreciate your review and for taking that time out. It means everything to me. You guys, that's the best way to make my day. When I wake up and I get a ding and say we have a new review, I know that, hey, it's not all in vain. So one of the things I do every week is I get to connect with amazing women really, truly. Women who don't just talk about it, who are about it, who activate their dreams, who encourage their friends, who are out here living their best lives, and they're doing if she can, I can, we all can. And this week is no different. So today is another beautiful treat. This woman right here, I've been waiting to talk to because she does something that I do for myself, but I'm sure hers a lot better than mine. She is a vision board extraordinaire. She's a speaker. She's an author and a success and mindset coach. So you know I got lots of questions, especially about success and mindset, because that seems to be a problem that, an area that all of us kind of need a little guidance. And you know, when I think about coaches, I always remember what somebody said. I don't remember who quoted it, so don't, don't hold me to this. But basically, everybody needs a coach. Even Michael Jordan couldn't coach himself. Now I'm going to marinate on that. <laughs> well, I'll introduce to you guys Lariel Lipkins. Hello, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm really excited to be uh, joining. I-, I listen faithfully, so it's cool to be on the other side. Oh, have you given us a review yet? I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. You know what? But I can. You yes, said I, got, I got two seconds. See, y'all, you have not because you asked not. I have no shame. There's no shame in this game. You know why? Because I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Hey, got to hold your feet to the fire. (laughs) And you have to ask for it, right? Because that's already a lesson learned is a lot of times we don't get stuff because we're not asking and we're too scared to put it out there. So, yes, I will give you a review. Thank you. <laughs> now, now that all of our housekeeping is got done, let's go ahead and get to know this fabulous woman who is a Texan. So, you know, I'm already got a warm spot in my heart for you. 
So, you know, I want to jump in with vision board extraordinaire. I got to know yes. more. So tell me how you found your love. I'm going to, I'm going to go old school on you guys with, uh, um, gosh, dog it, brown sugar. Tell me how you found uh -huh. love with uh, vision board. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is, that is one of my favorites, uh, favorite movies. So, um, honestly, I fell in love with vision boards back in my corporate job. So I started doing vision boards 10 years ago and it was something that we did at our office. So I, my former career is I did sales training and consulting. So companies would hire me when they wanted to grow their sales team, put in process and stuff like that. So part of our program uh, included teaching people how to set goals. And so I would sit back in the room as someone else facilitated and I would watch that clients would keep bringing the same vision boards over and over and over and over again, right? Or they were like, oh, I forgot like what I was supposed to be working on. And so I really started dissecting what was working and wasn't work what wasn't working, uh, not just with my clients, but for myself, right? Because the first time I did a vision board, I did what most people do. Um, it was Saturday afternoon when I got a, you know, a poster board, some magazines, and cut out a bunch of random pictures, thinking that my life was gonna change. And nah, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. And so I became fascinated with trying to figure out like, what's all the hype, right? Why is it that I created this vision board and thought I was going to manifest all these things and I didn't? Why is it that my clients are creating these vision boards and they're not manifesting what, they're, what they want? Not all of them, right? And so I then tried to figure out what's working, what isn't, and really spent five years studying it and figuring out a process that then works for me. And then I started teaching it in 2015 uh, through Vision Boards Over Brunch. Wow. So, okay. So <laughs> there's a lot there. There is a lot because I, I'm a vision. This is the weird thing about me. I always like hybrids. Like I make up my own version of every freaking thing I do seriously. So I was a kid. I started out with speaking things into existence and manifestation. Mm -hmm. So I believed in that already. So vision boards for me were kind of like, are kind of like uh check-ins. They're mm -hmm. not necessarily for me, I never thought I would look at it and it just happened. It's that reminder in my face, like, oh, you want this? What are you doing to get it? Yep. As it should be, right? But a lot of times, um, and when I was started back in 2015, you didn't have, I think some people knew about vision boards, but it wasn't like this, oh, let me do a vision board party like you see now. And so I found a lot of people just thought, like, let me, they would start just by cutting out pictures. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. We need to get clear about your vision before you create a vision board. And so I find a lot of times people are cutting out random things of just like this wish list versus your vision board should really be a roadmap. Mm -hmm. It's not a list of wants. It's a list of, it's, it's your roadmap. Now there's a difference between a vision board and a dream board. Right. So your dream board is going to be, you know, I want that house in Hawaii, like all these things. If you create it, your dream life, which I think is important. But your vision board, the way I teach my clients should be what's your roadmap for the next 12 months. I love that. Because if you're not doing what you need to do over the next six to 12 months, you're not going to have that house in Hawaii or you're not going to be that free. Or you're not going to do whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. And so I find a lot of times with people's vision boards, they're really dream boards and they're so far out into the future that it doesn't feel relevant right now. Therefore, I don't do anything that's going to put me in position to make that happen. Mm, now that is a whole lot of real conversation. <laughs> I could go, we could, I literally have to stop myself because we could talk about this the whole, 
<laughs> I think you said a lot in that. And, and I think it goes back to knowing who you are, knowing how you activate and how you operate. You know good and well, if you put that big house on there, it's just a dream, right? Mm -hmm. You're right. You are so right. I'm not saying it can't even be on your vision board at the end, maybe. Because uh, see, for me, I don't do one every year. Okay. That's another, that's, this is another one of my hybrid crazies. Um, I don't do one every year because sometimes I do them until I feel like I've accomplished everything I needed from it. Like okay. I'm, I've had some, I've kept like three years because I like got one little thing on there that just not feeling like I've nailed it enough because mine are different. They're never just stuff. I don't have material things I'll say on mine. It's typically mm -hmm. where I want to be, whether that like a couple of years back when I first started Brunch and Slay, I had appear on the news. I had all these different things on there that I wanted. I had the vendors and the brands I wanted to work with. Literally, no one could probably translate it but me. And I, I didn't take it down till last year because I, it took me that long to get everything I felt like on that. So I guess it really was a roadmap now that I'm thinking about mm -hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, because you said something that's really key is it was personalized. Like when I first did my first vision board deal and you looked at people's vision boards, they were pretty much all the same. Like everybody wants to write a book. Everybody wants to start a business or a nonprofit or a ministry or they want to travel or be married. Like all those things are good. But when I look at your vision board, this should be your vision. It should be personalized. So when you say no one could understand it but you, that should be the case. And so I find like when people are doing vision boards, they're doing like basic things that everybody wants, right? Everybody wants to be debt free. Everybody wants to, and there's nothing wrong with that. But what is it that you want? What is it your, what is your vision? What is it that God is giving you specifically? And that's when it becomes that roadmap. So you, you're, you're already doing it. So <laughs> you're just just telling me I'm an innovator girl? You're an innovator girl, yeah. <laughs> you <poor> thinking. <laughs> I just, you know what? I'm, I literally am a weirdo. I really like to do my own thing. And that's why I have a problem when it comes to um, a lot of times when I go to different things, I'll listen and I'll take what I need. And I think I have a problem typically connecting with people who just follow it to the T, if that makes sense. I don't mm -hmm. know how else to say it. Um, I don't know why. That's just who I've been my whole life. Seriously, my mom will tell you, I just always kind of have my own little quirky thing about me. But that's, again, a whole other episode. So how long do you keep your vision boards? So I keep my, I do one each year. Um, so like when I do mine, I'm doing it for, like I'm looking at my right down. So I have my roadmap for the year. So the way that I do mine is it's divided in four. So it's divided by a quarter and what I'm going to be focused on. And then, so at the end of the year, I'll think about, you know, what it is that I'm going to be focused on. What is it that God has given me to, to uh, really work towards? And I'll do another one. Now, to your point, what happens if something doesn't, um, you know, if I don't finish it, then I just might move it on to the next one. But I think, you know, you're you, you really unique in that you can, you have longevity, right? Most people, they want it just like this. So uh, for most people, I find, you know, that once a year really helps them stay on track or keep them motivated. But you're, you're obviously like really disciplined where you can keep it for three years and not get discouraged, you know, which is huge. Well, I think for me, it's just that because it's so mapped out, I can see that I've accomplished other things on it. So I'm not mm -hmm. discouraged. Mm -hmm. I think if I didn't see anything happen on it, I'd trash and burn that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a little, a little ceremony out on the patio. <laughs> Damn, girl, I would. That's what I would. Buck this whole vision board deal. 
<laughs> like, you know what? <laughs> but you know what? But that goes back, right? That goes back to you know what you're working on is your vision has to be clear. I tell people if you don't have a clear vision, a vision board will not help you. Right? Your vision board is not going to help you get clear on your vision. Your vision board is just a visual reminder of what it is that you're working on. So people are putting vague things on here or things that they're not really connected or committed to. They just want. It's not going to happen. And that's what ends up happening is people get discouraged because they have stuff on here, but they have no plan, which is another thing, right? You got to be clear about what you want, but then you have to create a plan and then you have to execute. Like people always ask me, like, what's the secret sauce? Execution. <laughs> Do the work. Yeah. There's Make no it happen. <laughs> yeah, take action. And I know, like, people want, like, a checklist or a hack or 30 days to do whatever. Like, that's not the way that life really works. You know, there's some things that you're just going to have to be consistent on. And to your point, get those many wins over and over and over. And then it builds up your, just your confidence and your momentum. And most people try one thing and they stop or they try to finish one of their goals and they don't accomplish it and they stop and they never build up momentum and momentum is what makes the difference. Now you said it right there. That muscle has to be strong. Yes. And I think this is, I always say kind of, you got to play games with yourself. You give yourself a little nugget. You give yourself some goals you know you can accomplish because mm -hmm. even though you know you can walk a mile, when you walk in and said, I was going to do it today, you feel good because you did something you said you were going to do. And that's just yep. an example. So I think that, like I said, because of me, I've I consider myself completely blessed that my mother really started showing me manifestation and speaking things to existence in a very young age. So I do think because I've seen it most of my life, when I became an adult, it wasn't something I felt like was this magic. Mm -hmm. I felt like I already knew now it was time to focus in on, okay, what do I want? You know? And yeah. I think that if you've never done it, I could totally understand how that would be scary, how it would be. Uh, uncharted territory and it would just be it's like kind of questionable you know what I mean I can understand that but I do think I, I mean I'm a living witness it works that's how we our minds are get the best gift from God because they are so much more powerful than just running our bodies and you know, you know and I think you said something that I just want to make people make sure people catch like that is a huge blessing that you were taught that because a lot of times people don't have conviction or I, I tell people, you manifest your mindset, right? So if your mindset is all jacked up, if your mindset was one that you never have enough and of lack is victim mindset and someone owes me something and I can never accomplish, well, you're going to continue to manifest that. I don't care like how cute your vision board is, right? Um, <laughs> and, so, and so I think that's really key because you have the benefit of, you know, being taught abundance and being a taught that you want to be careful about the things that you're thinking and you're speaking. And the majority of people weren't raised that right way. So they continue to talk about what they don't have and what they want someday and why they're not good enough and all of this other stuff. And then they wonder why they're not achieving their, their goals. And so for them, it's really about unlearning some of those things that were ingrained in them and saying, okay, I can choose to let go of beliefs and things I was told that no longer serve me, that don't align with the life that I want to have, that don't align with the things that I, I deserve. Well, you said it there. And I also think that it's about what you take in. So a lot mm -hmm. of times people think mindless TV is just uh, a filler. It's background noise. It's not. 
every, your body is so sensitive, your mind, your consciousness is so sensitive. It picks up on everything. And the more you watch trash, the more desensitized you become to it. So yep. when people bring trash to you and realize real life, it's almost accepted. Even if it bothers you, even if it irritates the hell out of you, it's accepted because you have fed that to your consciousness. If you don't allow that, people don't bring it to you. That I know. I'm here's my Oprah moment. That I know for sure. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a giggle box today, y'all. Life is freaking good. I had the most amazing last week, so I'm still on a high. But uh, another note uh, that I want to talk about is you are a new author. I am. So, and you said it in the beginning, you know, everybody wants to write a book. I'm probably one of the only people in this world that doesn't want to write one because I'm not about that life. I could talk all day long. Like, let me let me do a podcast marathon. Like, let me do that. I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> Tell it, me about your book. If you could do a podcast, you could write a book. I don't I'm want to. I, 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 I know. I know. I know. <laughs> you said about that is not one of the things I want to manifest, right? Which right, is good, right. right? Be clear about what you want and what you don't want, right? Right. Um, so the <laughs> the book is called A Woman with Vision. Um, and it's really about how do you really fulfill those goals and dreams that God has given you. And so, you know, it really tells that that journey where I was talking about for five years, I was setting goals and not accomplishing them and setting and not accomplishing them. And I really started to dissect what was happening. And that's when I discovered what I call the goal setting trap. And the goal setting trap is what 92% um, of people who set goals fall into. Because only 8% of people who set goals actually achieve them on a consistent basis, which is really, really scary when you think about your goals should be beyond just yourself. So if you're not accomplishing your goals, thinking about the impact that you're not having, right? The legacy that you're not leaving. Um, and so it really details that process, but then it breaks it down to four areas for you to focus on to then get back on track and start executing. No, I, I mean, you said it there too. I mean, I, I never thought about it from that perspective about who we're letting down when we don't reach our goals, especially mm -hmm. for the vision board. Going back to that, I'm going to hop back on that soapbox. <laughs> Most of the people who said them is for your family. What do they all say? I want this for my kids. I want this for my nieces and nephews. This is what I want. Well, when you don't have that big house where they can vacation, you let them down. Yep. <laughs> you let them yep. down. And that's, and that's the thing is like, <clears throat> I tell people, and this is going to be kind of like a, a paradigm shift. But when I'm talking to people and they're sharing their goals with me and I'm like, okay, so what happens if you don't achieve it? And, and they'll be like, oh, that's okay. Well, I'm like, nah, because if you're, gonna, if, if you're going to accomplish something that you never accomplished, you're going to have to do some things that you've never done. And if you're not committed enough to do it where it's going to take you off a little bit or make you go harder, it's probably not going to be a good goal or it's probably not going to be something that you're going to be willing to stay up late for, get up early and put in the work. Like when I look at my goals, and again, again sometimes things pivot. Sometimes things that were important now aren't important later. But like when I'm looking at my goal board right now, those things on there, like those aren't things I want. Those are things I'm working towards. Those are things that I'm committed to. And a lot of people just have a wish list. And it's about more than having a wish list. It's about having things that you're really committed to working towards. So I know that when I accomplish this goal, I know the ripple effects, uh, which just leads me to the second point is you have to be connected to your goals. And I know that sounds like, huh? Or it sounds really obvious, but a lot of times we're not connected to our goals because they're other people's goals sometimes, or there's things that 
uh, you know, society has told us that we should have or want to have if we want to be quote unquote successful, but you should be connected to your goals. Like when I think about my goals, when I think about accomplishing that, like I could feel that now. And sometimes I even get emotional because I'm like, I know, like, I'll give you a perfect example. When I was working, writing this book, I ain't gonna lie. I wrote it in 21 days. Uh, it was, it was a, some days were really easy. Some days were tough. But on those days when I didn't feel like writing, I felt like, okay, I ain't got nothing else to give. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Is I thought about the women's lives that were going to be impacted. I thought about their dreams that were going to be materialized because they read this book. I thought about, like, I mean, so it was bigger than me. And so because I was connected to it, and it was beyond me, it pushed me to do it even when I didn't feel like it. And sometimes we just too in our feelings and we need to get out of our feelings to get to work, make stuff happen, do it. Yeah, and you, I mean, you've said it and we hear it all the time, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I know <laughs> as we're adults and our innocence has diminished, our ability mm -hmm. to just wish upon a star kind of disseminates. And I think we should never lose that never lose that hope because that's what hope is hope is believing that your dreams can come true and your goals can come true and that's the thing that gets you up like you said it makes you wake up early and go to sleep late and that's not always needed every single week there have been seasons where i do that for months and then there'll be seasons where it's just gliding and i sleep yep. time and but i'm willing to take the you know the ebb and flow mm -hmm. and and i think that as long as we keep saying there are no shortcuts because there aren't, you know, but there are ways to trick yourself. Like you said, you gave yourself 21 days. That's commitment. That's focus. That's laser freaking focus. And anybody can commit to doing something for two weeks and then go ahead and give yourself another week. You know, you can do it. Yeah. After that two weeks, you can be like, okay, I can do this one more week. Right? Mm -hmm. This episode was produced and edited by S1G1 Productions. There's a place that shines a light on women who operate in excellence a place that creates experiences for women and partners with entrepreneurs and businesses and brands who value your dollars. That place is brunchandslay.com. It's experiences you love, connections you crave, and content that inspires. Brunchandslay.com. We're building something. And now back to Brunch and Slay. Yeah, I tell people... If you just imagine what you could accomplish if you spent 60 minutes a day working on your goals, that's it. A just lot. commit to 60 minutes. What is that? Yeah. 360, 360 minutes a, yeah, that's 30 hours a month. Yeah, that's a lot. Like, yeah, that's 360 hours, 365 hours a year. Like, there's nothing that you cannot accomplish if you spend 60 minutes a day working on your goals. Well, that's a word. What you say? No excuses. No, we no, need that. No. Team, yes. team no I think that's no the name excuses. of the show. <laughs> <laughs> team No Excuses. Man. Okay. So as an author and as a person who was out here, you got your space. And I know that that means your energy and your zen is in a certain level. So th there has to be some books that really heighten you and help you get there. What are some books that you could read over and over again that have really helped you along your journey? Hmm. You know what? I... Before I left my job, so I left my corporate job in November, and I had set a goal to read 12 books. 
um, in, during that time that year. I ended up reading like 17, um, and I think I've read so many books at this point, they all run together. Um, one, <laughs> one really good one was by Carolyn Dweck um, called um, Growth Mindset, or Mindset. She talks about the difference between um, like a growth mindset and a limited mindset. Um, right now, I just finished reading Crushing It, which was really, really good. Um, uh, yeah, Gary yeah. V. Mm -hmm. So that one was a really, really good book. And I actually read a book called Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, which was one of those, it's not, you're not going to find it on Amazon bestseller type deal, but it was really, really eye-opening. So anybody wants to check that out, that's by David Stoop. Uh, right now I'm reading The Power of Focus. And I just uh, ordered, last night actually, um, Building a Story Brand. So I am constantly uh reading i also read what how to be a badass that one was pretty good so i just try to read a book a month if i'm on a plane i'm gonna finish a book so love it you know and i the crazy thing is i have i've become the audible queen okay. i used to <laughs> i used to be the and, and i still wish and this is the one thing i'm craving and trying to find a space for my life is to curl up with a good book that's always been literally my thing since i was a kid because i had a very smart mouth as a kid and i was grounded a lot so imagine <laughs> that <laughs> I, 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 I can't even picture that like <laughs> So literally, that was my, I, I know TV. So there were literally months and months, no TV. That was my mom, because I loved watching TV back then. So my mom would take it away. All I could do was read. And I, because of that, I could read like a 200 page book from the bus ride home to before I went to sleep. I was mm -hmm. like, I'm an avid reader. So life had, has literally been so busy and chaotic uh, because so many projects and building, you know how we do when we're building yeah. something. I haven't been reading, but I have been still connected with Audible. So I'm listening uh, every moment I can, but not reading and turning the pages. And I have a stack of about 20 books. I keep buying them. That's the crazy thing. I keep <laughs> buying physical books. <laughs> and they're on every space in my bedroom from my dresser. I have like a, uh, a jewelry dresser. It's on there. And my actual dresser and my nightstand. It's ridiculous. I have this pile of books. My husband probably is like, are we going to have a fire in here or what? It's crazy. But I got to figure it out. So how, when do you find, besides on a plane, when do you find time to read? So the other time that I'll read is um, first thing in the morning. So I'll alternate. So it kind of depends. Like sometimes I'll kick off my day with, you know, meditation or prayer or journaling or listening to a podcast or reading. So it kind of depends on the season that I'm in. Um, but really my go-to, I'm on a plane pretty frequently. So I can read a book between where I'm going and back and done. Um, so I would say, you know, take a minute of the time that you have. So find you 60 minutes. <clears throat> okay, okay. Okay, I'm, I'm leaving your review. And you don't find 60 You're minutes right. to read that book, right? You're right. I like um, that. Okay. That I can do. I mean, I've been, I don't like to be challenged, so it's done. Like, okay, all right. I'll, I'll, I can practice that. That's cool. <laughs> Man, so you have, you're an author, you're a speaker. When did you know that you had a voice that other people would want to listen to? This is funny because my husband and I were talking about this pretty recently. So like I mentioned, my career before this was sales training and consulting and um, I am naturally an introvert and I remember being in seventh grade 
and I'm, I'm not going to give the backstory because it's embarrassing. And, um, but the point is I was, something happened and I said very clear to, clearly to myself, if I ever get over my fear of public speaking, like I'm going to be very successful. Like I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to make a lot of impacts. That was back in seventh grade. Right. But I'm naturally introverted. So when I got into my position, I wasn't doing uh, public speaking. I was doing behind the scenes. I was doing marketing and lead gen. And then I uh, came from behind the scenes and started training and people were just drawn to me. And they talked about how much I impacted their life and their business and their career. And I was like, oh, okay. I felt like I was doing the same thing that my counterparts were doing. Um, but I was doing something different that I couldn't put my finger on. And I think that has translated over into what I'm doing now is that I really have the ability to inspire people, but more so inspire them by telling them like, okay, stop playing. Not the rah, 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 pat on the back, like you could do it type inspiration, but like you're sleeping on yourself. Okay, you've been talking about it forever. When are you gonna do it? Like that type of inspiration. So I really think I discovered that back in 2015 after my first event because I was nervous, like, is people going to show up? And they showed up, and we were all crying and laughing, and it was really transformative. And so back in, like, uh, 2017, after I had my, my son, I felt God saying, okay, it's time for a shift, but I wasn't, I wasn't ready, y'all. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm good, because I had been climbing the corporate ladder. Um, and then, like I said, in 2018, I really surrendered to where God was taking me. But it was about 2015 when I really honed in. It's like, okay, maybe I have something here. Thank you for sharing that and being so transparent. I just think a lot of times everybody thinks she can do it because of this, or she has help, or she has a husband. You just mentioned all these things. You have a kid, a newer kid, <laughs> a, a spouse, a, you had a job, you had an idea, you had fear. You know, oh. you had uh, something in your past that was telling you couldn't, you know, like everything that everybody else has, if y'all didn't break that down, then catch up, catch up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, that, that, thank you for sharing that because so many times we compare ourselves. So since we're so comparing, compare yourself to somebody who's doing it just like you, you know? Yeah. I mean, the thing was, it's like, I was leaving, you know, I was leaving a job making a lot of money, like I was making multiple six figures. I was in my twenties. Um, and so I'm like, okay, like, no, I've, I've climbed it. I've stepped outside my comfort zone. I went from marketing to sales and I'm building this career. And God was like, okay, now it's time to move. And I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I, I know that story. I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. that is not on my vision board, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's comfortable. And, and we, the thing yeah. is, especially as women of color, in most of our families, a lot of us are the first people to make these certain kind of salaries and be in mm -hmm. these certain spaces. And it's like, no, 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 this is the dream. This is what mama wanted, you know? Yes, I made it. <laughs> and you're me to, to pivot, like what? But then your soul starts crying and it's like, are you not happy? You don't want mm. And it starts calling on you. So I get it. I get it. And I know that the people who listen to Brunch and Slay, we're all in this certain space. And, yes. and, and I know that we're connected because of this. So it's a beautiful thing. So thank you for sharing that. Now, I know that you also, you're, you're a lady who does a lot. So not only does she do these magnificent vision board parties, and she's a speaker and an author, and I mean, a vision board extraordinaire, you guys already see why she did the homework. She didn't just say, I, I can make them cute. No, she did the work. But you also have classes. So for people who are kind of stuck, who are listening to you, and they're like, man, 
I need her to do me just like she did a mirror because Amira's gonna get finances. <laughs> trust, trust. <laughs> you have courses too, right? And programs. Yes, so I have. Yes, I have um, online programs, uh, and I do one-on-one coaching. Uh, but a lot of my, uh, a lot of people go through the the um, self-paced program. So I have a program that's called um, Execution Over Excuses, and it's really about how to beat, you know, um, procrastination and start getting stuff done. I have a how to create a vision board that actually works. I have a program called Elevate Your Mindset elevate your life and it's really about how to reprogram some of those self-limiting beliefs we have so that one is really transformative because it makes you take a deep dive and really be honest with yourself and I find a lot of times um, we're not honest with ourselves and I find myself even going through that course a couple times a year when I'm feeling stuck to help me reposition and think uh, kind of really shift my thinking and then I have my last program is around clarity and planning. So really helping you get clear about your goals and then crafting a 90 day execution plan. Wow. So yeah. everything you need, to <laughs> your birthday's coming up and you're looking for that new year start out. That's good too. There's always an occasion. You don't have to wait to one, but I know a lot mm -hmm. of people around their birthday time tend to feel like, okay, what am I doing this year? You know? Um, but man, talk about it, be about it, love it all. So this Saturday, you can brunch with anybody in the world, dead or alive. Who are you brunching with? Ooh. If I could brunch with anybody. Um, hmm. My first, I'm going to tell you my first go-to. Um, my first go-to would be uh, Michelle Obama. And I think I would brunch with her just because I think she is a really good example of professional success and personal success um and as a like you said my, my son's about to be three but I'm learning to find that balance between you know having this business and being successful and also being successful as a wife and a mom and understanding that you could you could really have it all it's about how do you uh set those boundaries so she's the first person that came to mind no, love her. And I, I definitely loved her more after finishing her book. Seriously. I can't, I'm not a crier, but there was several moments in that dang on book that choked me up. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a crier at all or emotional. I think I'm getting soft in my old age because I was like, girl, I feel you. And that is not me, but go ahead. I mean, I do feel you, but not crying. Yeah. And, and you know who else? Like a second person, um, Brene Brown. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. I just watched her Netflix special, and um, I was sitting there, girl. I was crying the whole deal, and it was just really eye-opening. So I would just love to have a conversation with her about how well, she you, got to where she was. You know you're in her city. I know. I know. I have I tried know. to find her. I'm like, where does she have coffee? I want to bump into her on accident so bad. <laughs> like, seriously. And I haven't seen the Netflix show. I didn't even know she had one, so I'm going to have to check that out tonight. Yes, you need this. It's called Courage. It Courage. was, it was, and the funny thing is, I've seen her books. I've never read them. And I saw the Netflix special on, but I bypassed it. And I was talking to someone, and it was like, I think you will like it. And I checked it out, and girl, got my whole life together it's really really powerful so check that out i think i first discovered her on, it was a ted talk mm -hmm. yeah that's where i i, I found her and i was like i like her jam and then i started following her instagram and that was i fell down a rabbit hole but i will <laughs> find you Brene. <laughs> 
I know where you teach, girl. I'm <laughs> I wish I was still in Houston full time because I would have met her by now. But you will. No worries. I have no doubt. So what area of you of your life are you currently slaying? Right now, I would say business. I am I am in one of those seasons where you've planted those seeds and things are just starting to come to fruition. So I would say in my business, finding my my voice and my lane and really finding my niche of women that I could have the most impact on. Uh, so that's what I would say, business. Well, you know best, and that sounds real good to me. <laughs> so one of the things I, I definitely believe in doing is anytime anybody takes time out of their day to be of service to me and the Brunch and Slay tribe, I think it's just as important that we give back something to them. So what good vibes or prayers can we send your way to help you along your journey? You know, I would just say prayers and uh, girl, you're asking so many good things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of those things like when you're so used to helping, it's like, oh, help. Okay. Right. How does um, that work? You know, really, I would just say, uh, just sharing the message, um, you know, really getting this book out and, and really, um, building some momentum around it and spreading the message so if there's a prayer i would just be able to say to increase the exposure around the book and and not just for book sales really but more for the impact on women's lives and really being able to share what i've learned and be able to give it back to women to be able to say like it is possible it, like you don't have to keep setting the same goals over and over and over. It is possible to shift your mindset. It is possible to start executing and get beyond your, your own excuses. So yeah, check out the book. Uh, it's on Kindle. I actually am about to be recording the audio version. So for oh. my people like you, yeah, <laughs> I don't do audio books, but I know there's a lot of people who do so, but it's on Kindle. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. So definitely just check that out. Let me tell you, I was dead against audiobooks for years. I used to laugh, like, really, you, you listen to audiobooks? Because I always <laughs> thought of, like, a kid when you're in school and they put in an audiobook, it feels like they read so slow, and you could read so much faster, and it's just ridiculous. And then I started, um, I had to travel a lot in the car uh, in my territory at the time, and I did not want to listen to the radio. And podcasts weren't really popping back then. They didn't really exist. And so a couple of friends sent me some, um, like audio CDs and the books were really good. And I thought, okay, they've come a long way. These are like movies and you know, in the car, or even if it is something like a Brene Brown, it is just like hearing it in her voice, like sitting in the audience, mm -hmm. listening to her tell her story. And that totally changed it for me, but I still love to read a good book. Like I, like I told you, I'm going to find that 60 minutes because I, I like the way I feel when I read. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's a must. So where can people follow you and how can they support you? Um, so you can check out my website, awomanwithvision.com, uh, or you can find me on Instagram at Vision Boards Over Brunch. So All definitely right. reach out to me, connect with me. Uh, would love to find out more about your story, where you're at, how I can help you. Yes, and you guys know that my, my call to action is that you follow her social media feed for 30 days at minimum. Give her feed 30 days, and I'm sure you will not want to unfollow. There's no reason why we can't support 
in that way. There's a ton of ways to support people and liking a post or following a page and helping her gain that voice because the more followers she has, the more her feed is in front of people. That's you helping. You're doing your part. And that's with anybody who comes on this show. That's our part. You know, you might not be ready for their services. You might be totally cool in your own space and killing it. And that's cool. Mm -hmm. But you follow it, make, make, see, make, make a friend who sees your feed, see that you liked it and say, what is that? And they might be looking for it. So that is how we give and how we pay it forward. So follow her feed, give her a moment and let her life shine. Okay, guys. And man, I got to thank you so much, Larry L, for being on the show. I really enjoy you being here. Well, thank you. It's, it's been awesome. You had me laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And for those of you listening, wherever you are, thank you for taking time out of your day to share a little sunshine with us. I will never tire of saying thank you because I truly am thankful for being able to listen to and connect with these amazing folks every day, pretty much. And being able to learn and, and meet these folks who are activating their faith, who are inspiring and changing their environment. And for that, I will truly forever have be full of gratitude. So thank you for listening and thank you for subscribing to Brunch and Slay. And don't forget, we are a listener supported show. So if you are really feeling like you want to support today, head on over to patreon.com forward slash brunch and slay. Check out all the offerings we have there and how you can support the show for just a dollar a month. Yes, a dollar a month. That's 12 bucks a year, y'all. Come on, let's get it. So until next time, always remember, if she can, I can, we all can. I'm Amira, and this is Brunch and Slay.